Hey, Josh. Hey, Nick. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Um, been having lots of fun with uh, building product sonar. And uh, I have this problem where I just get so excited about the problem that I'm working on, like the technical problem. And I just, uh, yeah, I dive so deep into it. I just have so much fun with it. But I have to remember yeah. that there's a world outside still. <laughs> it's not uncommon. I've done some deep dives this pat this weekend, the past couple of weeks. Part of it, yeah, is just like trying to find a stopping point so you can pull yourself out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. So what, what have you been uh, deep diving on? Um, a CS tool. So we have a new uh, customer success software. I think I might have talked about it in past weeks that we were investigating, possibly. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, now we did pick a platform um, and now we're getting into the implementation of it. And um, it's pretty cool. It's just, yeah, super deep because you're getting into, you know, what sort of customer properties you're sending into it, what type of, you know, other usage metrics or events, things like that. We're integrating with segments, stuff like that. We can go into a little bit more later, but I know today you had some thing you wanted to talk about related yeah. to customer customer and sales onboarding. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I had, um, I had an interesting experience yesterday. I don't often buy software like for business um, with a where you have to do like an onboarding call and that sort of thing. So this is pretty rare experience for me. And uh, I was just, I, I was really struck by it. So I thought it'd be something cool. Wait, wait, so about. you, you bought, you bought software or you're just talking about, cause you just said like, you've never been onboarded. <laughs> yeah. Like I've, t I have, I think maybe like two or three times in my life been onboarded and I, yeah, I was purchasing software. Oh, okay. What's funny is earlier in our pre-call, I was thinking you meant you were onboarding a sale, like being onboarded. No, no, sorry. I thought the inverse, like you were onboarding someone for product sonar uh, or something. So, no, sorry, not that exciting yet. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. So you were in the seat. You are the customer. Yes. And it's seldom that you are the customer uh, and being onboarded by uh, someone else and by a different product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Got so it. I guess like um, I guess what. What would you? What type of person would you expect um, if you're if you're you know signing up for some new software and it's a free trial kind of thing? Like, what type of person and what type of call would you expect to have uh, to start out your experience with the company? Well, I think that's probably an unfair question <laughs> because I know uh, <laughs> since we've been on a lot of those things and we staff for those roles and different things, I it's complicated. It's what I expect as an end user and what I would want. And then also there's what I feel like is actually practically reasonable on the business side. So I think it's mm. two two different things for me. So, um, but are you saying, just to clarify, are you, have you already bought the software or this is really, is this like when I think onboarding, I think of you've bought it already and you are being like helped to set up the product so you can get the most value out of it. Whereas like a sales call, um, mm -hmm. you know, or getting a demo and getting your first introduction, you haven't purchased yet. I feel like is a different call and a potentially a different person. So which, which one is it? That, that is true. And oh, well, I'll just tell you the whole story and then maybe it'll make a little bit more sense. Um, 
So I'm, I'm purchasing a, a network provider service. So basically like a place that I can put some traffic through. Okay. And um, my intent going to this company is I want to purchase. I already know what you offer. Mm-hmm. Um, give me give me access. I just want to get going. Okay. And, um, and they don't have a self-service thing. So it's just like essentially I need to talk to someone to to get it initially set up and figure out billing and tell me how yeah. much I'm going to pay, that type of stuff. Yeah. So there's sort of like a self-service thing, but they put some roadblocks in. So like you can get started, you fill out all the stuff and then it's like, oh wait, last final step. No, we have to talk to you before uh, we can turn on your little toggle over here. And that makes sense for, I would think for network related and, and wait, what yeah. type of software you said network traffic related? What? Yeah. So it's, it's like, like a, a, it's an ISP. It's not a, like a, it's, you could kind of think of it as like an ISP, like you're buying internet access is okay is basically what the the system is i don't want to get into all the details of it just um because it can be a pretty big rabbit hole Um, well i I, I want to understand broadly so like our end customers because it sounds extremely vague but if you wanted to leave it at that that's that's fine i won't prod you on it but i just thought it'd be helpful so they just even understand a general scope of what we're talking about Mm -hmm. yeah think of like a vpn service or something like that okay all right, that makes more sense. Um, so yeah, like it's it's fair that they want to to talk to you, and make sure it's legit, and you know, make sure that you're, you know, there's also the element of like making sure you're getting the most out of the product and whatnot, um, just for success, right? That sort of thing. I and, think the uh, thing is like fraud prevention. <laughs> hmm, yeah, that would be a like, thing too. Yeah, because we've had that internally. Just quick story, like I don't know if I've told you this before, but since we do. Our, our software can issue gift cards and things like that. You know, in the past, we've had people that have come in with a fake credit card, buy our stuff, go right to to gift cards, and essentially try to self provision themselves gift cards with all a fake card. So once you have the gift card, like it's like that, it's so much harder to catch you. Like mm-hmm. what you've you've converted fake, you know, uh, or a fake uh, or not. I guess it's not a fake credit card. It's a stolen credit card. You've converted a stolen credit card into legitimate gift card money so that we've we do have similar things like even if someone starts paying for our service we say you need to talk to our internal Mm -hmm. people before we turn that feature on yeah yeah no that totally makes sense um so i uh i got on a call with this with this person and uh i it just it just didn't go well okay basically um he spent most of the time trying to like it was under the it was under the umbrella of we need to do compliance checks we need to make sure that you're you're legit you're not you know gonna that you are that you're that you're yeah, legit. like i am yes that i'm yes. legit yes. That i'm yes. you know a, res- a respectable citizen mm-hmm. and um yeah basically he just starts prodding into like a lot of areas of my business that um aren't applicable to the service that i'm providing or applicable to like prove that i'm a you know, a legitimate entity felt a bit invasive. <laughs> it felt very invasive. And so I was kind of like, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of weird. So like the first couple of questions, I kind of like, ah, whatever, you know, maybe this is a one-off, but just kept going deeper and deeper. And I was like, okay, this is, this is getting a bit much. And then the conversation suddenly shifts to, um, well, here is all of our, you know, value plus services that, mm-hmm. um, 
we would like to sell you. And so this just, like an ups, ups, is this like an upsell from where you were originally trying to, it went from like you were being prodded to all of a sudden like them trying to extract more money out of you. Exactly. And not even <laughs> like, and not even like, yeah, we um, think like from what I've hear, heard you saying, I think this, this service might help you. No, it was like, you should check out this service. Um, I know nothing about what you're trying to do, but like you should check out these five services. And you're like, right. Okay. Like that's, you know, I'm here to be onboarded. Um, I'm here because you required me to be here. Like leave right. me alone. Right, 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 right. Yeah. If, if the point of me being on here was for you to validate that I'm legit and now I can actually buy what I want to buy, like cool done like that was like the first half probably been like okay great and if you want to know more about other services i'm happy to help you but if you know what you want to buy you're free to go ahead now like probably would have been a better transition (laughs) yeah exactly um and like kind of the yeah like it, it felt to me like this was like a sales like ambush almost as opposed to like I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get you you set up and and going and like, you know, um, yeah. And I think another thing that kind of struck me too was um, there's a few. I'm a very I'm a very technical person. Like I I really dive into things when I dive in. And uh, so I asked them about one of the features on their product. I said like, look, I'm trying to um, use this very specific feature that um, you know targets certain locations. And, um, like how, how can I make sure that I can get the behavior that I want? And, uh, he spent, (laughs) it was kind of like, you know, you know, what, how can I get the location behavior that I want? Well, in 1952, we started this company and it was great. (laughs) And like, uh, (laughs) it's okay to say you don't know, (laughs) or just point me to the docs or something, but. Okay. So uh, it's safe to say you had a. Uh, interesting experience or what did you call it in the beginning? You just had a bad experience. <laughs> it, it was not good. Like I think um, just, I was just trying to thinking over the experience and thinking like, what are the learnings that I could get from this? And it seemed to me that um, for someone in that role of onboarding people, that the best thing they can do is just be a helpful, kind individual. Um I think that that is going to get you the farthest uh, in terms of like what your company wants and what your customer wants and making everyone happy. Because even if the person isn't like the, the onboarding person isn't as knowledgeable as they might like to be um, if they just acknowledge that or if they um, kind of punt it off to somebody else um, that makes it such a better experience, right? Like nobody wants to be sold to people want to be helped. Oh yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. So, um, good. Oh, well, I was going to kind of transition. What did you have another question? No, no, I was just going to like I I can probably because on being on the other side, I can probably add, add lend some uh maybe some information that why I think it is the way it is like hmm. um which first just backtracking from your last statement, which I think is, you know, what's something we do here, we've always learned is just to taking to having a consultative uh, approach to sales, right? Like, it's like, you're there to help people connect the dots, right? Like you're help, they're yeah. there to explain just kind of like you said, it's, you're being helpful. 
and helping them. And now maybe some people don't know they need to be under told and under uh, or educated on, you know, they might ask a question and half of it's like explaining lingo and trying to draw them to the right plan because there are plenty of people that come in and have no idea. So there is there is definitely those types of people. I think people like you and me probably do uh, a, like a crap ton of research ahead of time. So we actually know all the things that we just are just like, okay, my preference is probably could have been self-service. Sometimes I might have very pointed questions and I would like a person to talk to. But for the most part, like mm-hmm. I just I just want to check the boxes and move on, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Like often uh, people like you and I don't really want to talk to people. But I think something that is really helpful for salespeople is to answer the question that's being asked. Like because you don't know the whole context of like where someone's coming from, if they have a very direct question, then give them a, a similarly narrow answer and ask them if like if that makes sense to them. And if that doesn't, then you can kind of expand on it and unravel it. Um, it it's know. it's tough. It, it it is, and it's something we tr- we have anyone that is I think good advice, right? So like good sales and and not good sales <laughs> are uh, yeah. So. Well, I mean, what, for example, we have a new person and one of the first things we teach them all, and I think it's actually perfectly okay if people know you're a salesperson, it's okay to say, I don't know, or let me find out for you. That's a much better, but so m- much better approach and a customer experience, but so many don't, they, they, they feel like it's their job to answer and they're like, they may not know and they or they think they know they don't know what they don't know types of stuff like you said back in 1948 when we started the company like <laughs> uh, he just goes into a script that's like i don't know and i'm nervous and i'm just going to spew out what i do know yeah, <laughs> is yeah. you know not particularly helpful uh, but but yeah. the the other thing i might say too is like you know you we be- went back and earlier talked about the two different parts right the uh the initial part is what's called like qualification, right? So like mm-hmm. he was qualifying you because I would know this too, because we get a ton of requests. So we have to do some lead qualification and we use different things like IP address and country and like, like domain name. And is it, does it, how many employees do they have? Like we don't, I think there's that, is it clear bit things like there's all kinds of yeah, enrichment. Yeah stuff, right? We don't use that per se, but there's other things we do to enrich our data so that we route them to the right salesperson. Now, so we try to do as much automatic qualif- qualification as possible so that mm-hmm. you do get to the more, like, it, we would have different levels of salespeople. So like, if someone came in from Lenovo, like we're routing them to the more experienced enterprise like salesperson, if they're, um, a lower fit, we're not quite sure. Like I would think you with your email address probably doesn't show up very high. So you probably got the 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 lower totem pole salesperson. Mm-hmm. And his one job is probably to do qualification, right? Which he did. And then all of a sudden he's like, he's probably also commission driven because that's the other thing. SDRs or early like low level salespeople, it's qualify and then sort of, then try to try to Upsell. sell, which you, right. So, and maybe they don't have an AE, they don't have another level to go to. So essentially then he's like, okay, and now I'm just trying to make 
now that you look like a legit buyer that I'm allowed to sell to, now I'm going to try to make you buy more. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're right. Like looking back that there was a very clear transition there. I think, I think that is what happened, but I did, I think part of the part that got me a little bit, um, uh, sque- squeamish was just like the, the depth of questions that they're asking about my company, like is to the point of like, how exactly are you going to be doing this particular task? And it's like, that's proprietary information. Like, I'm not going to tell you my <laughs> secret sauce. Um, and it, they're, the the company that I was looking at, they're trying to get into like the data enrichment side of things too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, are you just filling out like, you know, forms for your managers so they could shove it over to their product managers and go build that? Like, that doesn't sound like a good idea for me. Probably not. But yeah, it was probably more on the, I would think that it was probably just more deeper on the qualification and they probably have a, you know, given it's a VPN like service, they just, they, they're probably fraught with a lot of, you know, bad actors potentially, right? So that could use it for the wrong reason. So they're just trying to make sure as much as possible. Um, like for us, yeah. like I said, with other ones, it, it, I feel like if someone's willing to get on a call, that's like <laughs> probably they're probably fine. Like how many mm-hmm. fraudsters are really going to, uh, you know, potentially get on a call? Um, what might have just happened is like you just might have ended up like from a qualification standpoint externally just looked like like a you know more chances from the the exterior, but based mm-hmm. on your traits looked more fraud like than than not so maybe you just got the extra treatment (laughs) (laughs) yeah that could be but i guess like um you're talking a little bit about getting new people on board um Mm -hmm. and you're talking about like kind of training them are there any other sort of things that you've noticed over the years that you've kind of trained your people on um to kind of help smooth the transition for a new salesperson to be you know helpful in the business yeah, I mean, there's a couple different things. So there's there's always like a fallback on uh, sort of like taking them through the demo. So that's kind of, you know, can fill the air and kind of, but I think one thing we do very much upfront is the discovery process. So that's another one. There's the qualification and then there's like discovery, which is really them asking you questions and basically essentially getting an idea uh of what you're trying to do. And one of my earliest ones when I was doing that, and I didn't even know it was called discovery then was like the first question I'd ask you when I was doing the sales calls would have been like, so what's your plan for a referral program? And right then and there you have, depending on how they answer it, like you're going to have an idea of where they are. Like, did they already plan one? Or it's like, oh, uh, I haven't really thought about it much, but I just heard this is a good way, right? Or I'm just getting my business started and I'm going to do this. And it's like, okay, right there, whatever that answer is, I can put you in a like part of the life cycle of where it makes the most sense. Is this something that you're looking to buy right away? Or are you looking at any other additional competitors or what other solutions if you looked at to solve this problem? Um, yeah, you know, yeah. what, what, it, what systems are you going to plan to integrate with? All of these are like, consultative but yet like feed a lot of good information to the salesperson as well understanding how i should prioritize them should i get back to them right away do they do they have a boss that needs to also be on a call is there going to need to be a follow-up 
where I need, they're going to need uh, financial approval. Can they afford this? There's these, all of these other, other types of uh, essentially things that you're trying to vet, but a lot of them are just questions. Um, and mm -hmm. so we try to make sure that that gets done first. So you can give the most uh, like, I wouldn't say curated, but sort of curated experience, right? Just, yeah. Um, and, and hopefully, because, and one of the things I'll ask, we'll also ask is like, well, what, at, by the end of this call, like, what's the most important thing you want to understand so I can make sure I cover that? So at least mm -hmm. you came away with accomplishing what hopefully you came in to spend your time on. Yeah. Well, I think that's really important because the last thing you want is for someone to feel like they're wasting their time with you, right? Like, if you're going to make them jump through unnecessary hoops or you're just going to shoot the breeze with them, like some people might like that, but there are other people who, you know, they've got a deadline or something that they're trying to meet. Right. And uh, yeah, they just want to go. I mean, the other one is also just like acknowledging quickly that they may not be a right fit and it's okay to tell them that like it's saves yeah. you time and saves them time. Like there's no, you know, we, we do another thing where we break it up into separate calls. Like I think the discovery call is usually about a 15 or 20 minute call. So it does not set you up to get trapped on a call for an hour with someone that isn't qualified or isn't, yeah. you know, a real buyer or isn't, you know, you're trying to protect your, your salespeople's time as well. So that's where like any of the automations, any of the enrichment, any of the earlier stuff you can do can help that. And we even do those in our like same thing. Like I said, IP addresses, we do have a question, I think, which is like, why, you know, it's a drop down of like, you know, why are you, well, you know, why are you interested in the software? And one of them is if someone drops, uses the selection, like, oh, I heard this is a good way to get, uh, you know, to get more business, or I'm just getting started. Like, those are the type of questions that honestly do, like, put them on the lower qualified section, right? Yeah, um, and yeah. some of them might then we're directing to a group demo call or a webinar versus taking a one on one salesperson's time. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And you're talking about the salesperson's time a bit. Um, how? What are your thoughts around like, um, like the availability of your salespeople for customers? Um, just because, like, as I was interacting with this one company the other day, um, you know, I I wanted to be done ASAP. I knew what I mm -hmm. wanted. I wanted to buy, and right. so for me, it was like, give me any salesperson. I don't care who it is, mm -hmm. and like, let's get this done. Um, what are your thoughts on those types of things? Or is that not even really a problem for most people? What What do you mean? Like, uh, from, yeah. Can you rephrase that question? Like, like kind of like getting to get somebody started. Um, mm -hmm. do you have anything around, um, like thoughts on how quickly they should be responded to? Um, oh yeah. I mean, that's a big, that's a big thing. Like a general law or a general, uh, thing in sales in general is like, the faster you can get into contact with person once they've reached out, the chances of them buying are like, you know, like 10 times more or something. Yeah. So it's yeah. a, it's a significant thing. So we, it is something we internally track is like the, how fast you can get in touch with them. Um, and, and while also like balancing the salesperson's time, like they're, uh, yeah. so, so we have, you know, mechanisms in place and different ones. Like, like I said, even if it means lower quality, one can at least get, there might be like two rolling group demos a week. So, mm -hmm. you know, we try to generally, you know, 
have someone within a week, um, but at least they might be able to put it on their schedule. And like, oftentimes for a buyer, oh, I could just put if I'm scheduled, I'm fine. Um, yeah. And sometimes, even in a follow up email, I'd say like, okay, I see you scheduled this, but uh, let us know if you know you're you're free for another time. Um, you know, if you wanted to schedule it earlier, or if something popped up, you'd want to be contacted. So there's other ways to measure that importance of the urgency for the person. Mm -hmm. But I think a big thing is once you, hopefully you can get them to schedule something versus the con the, the, the fabled contact us, <laughs> or mm -hmm. you fill in a demo request, you fill in all, you spend all this time filling in all your information. And they're like, someone will get back to you. And it's like, uh, you know, maybe you're going to get it two days later. Maybe you haven't been qualified. Maybe you won't get any response at all. I mean, that's a really kind of bad experience. Yeah. 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 yeah but I think what's like a really cool flip side to that is, uh, like, I don't know how feasible this is, but if you had a, um, you know, a lower tier salesperson who was kind of the floater and would respond to these lower, um, like respond to these initial requests with some pre-canned um, sort of messaging like you know if they're a lower if they're a lower quality lead you say you radio respond to them and say like just do some basic checks on them be like you know hey i checked out your website and like you know um here's our next group demo you know get uh here's a link to get signed up with that or whatever um so they feel like the company is paying attention to me and like there there's real humans behind this that are actually like making things go and i'm going to be taken care of right right no, I mean, those are the things that I feel like if a company, like when you're guess, getting started or when you're bootstrapped and you have, and you're trying to differentiate, like that, that level of service is something that you can quickly differentiate on. Now, mm -hmm. whether that matters for that company at that point in time, I don't know, right? Like we've yeah. gone from, hey, we'll talk to anyone in the early days, right? To like, now we do some qualification, but we've always tried to keep the same, like, hey, you're still a human and I want to help you how you want to be helped. So like when you fill out one of our demo forms, you're either going to get routed to a like group demo that could happen within, you know, like I said, they're twice a week. So maybe the longest time frame might be like four days if you fill it out on a Friday and <laughs> the yeah. next group demo is until Tuesday. I don't think that's a terrible experience. Um, but even on that page, it's like, okay, well, you can also download this checklist. Uh, you know, you get, you can sign up for the group demo or you can, um, you know, tinker around in our, in our demo account, like things like that. So we'd still try to give them a positive experience because of they've put some skin in the game. They've taken the time to fill out your form and put in that information. Mm -hmm. um, so we, and, and if they qualified right away, they essentially get to put, they see a calendar that they, we use Calendly like to yeah, yeah. immediately in that experience. So it's like, if you went and filled out our form, you would be able to get put on a calendar, whether it's a group demo or a one-on-one -on -one with a, with a salesperson. Mm -hmm. um, and then on the back end, we're monitoring that. So on a weekly basis, we know what people's schedules are like. So we might add other people to the queue if there's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to be available for certain types of calls. So we also like look at, look at it from a flow standpoint, always trying to give the optimum experience uh, to the end user, but at the same time, balancing the times and constraints of the, of the salespeople or the people that are, um, you know, uh, essentially manning the calls or would need to 
do the interactions. Mm-hmm. What do you think about like immediate responses to some of those things? Though, like if um, if someone was to jump on, like if you have intercom on your site or something, and someone was mm-hmm. on intercom talking to you know whoever on support and asking them questions, and or maybe a, a lower tier salesperson, and it was it became clear that you know they're a good fit, they're they're ready to move forward. Um, that you would, you know, jump on that right away as opposed to scheduling them for some future time if they were interested in that. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you can do it, then you can do it then. I mean, the problem is like, depending on the role, right? Like, Hmm. these are people you have to staff. It's like, it's all on demand, right? So like, from a logistics internally standpoint, like, for example, our our earlier CSMs are people that uh, will will handle chat support because most of the time it is technical questions. But we do use some chat bots or some automatic answers and some other things. And they're they are not usually taking sales calls. So, but they will, you know, route them to get put on a calendar. And oftentimes, if that person is savvy on those, it's like, hey, I have time right now. Let me just reach out to this person. It's like maybe my schedule freed up. And I saw this interesting lead and they came in. So that's where the incentives are aligned. So the, you set up the right incentives for the salespeople. They're going to want to jump on calls. They're going to want to look for those. They just have to know where where to look. But at the same time, they can't man the the chat all the time because they might be on live calls. They might be doing other, other yeah. things. They're booked with like trying to close deals. So they've got a gambit of other tasks that they need to do. So Mm-hmm. It's not easy <laughs> to have the best experience all the time. And that's where some of the level of qualification and some of the filtering, even the chat bots can do automatic, some of the qualifications and things like that on there to at least mm-hmm. know, should I just send them to a knowledge base or whatnot? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah it's, I think it's probably, like you said earlier, it's probably tricky to know what, what actually moves the needle. Like, how uh, if you were to provide you know excellent customer service and onboarding um, uh, onboarding experience, is that going to move the needle or not? Um, because I feel like if it is, like you could almost you could almost go to the level of like trying as much as possible to have um, someone immediately ready to to talk to anybody. Right. In the um, early days when you are lead poor, like where you don't mm-hmm. get a lot of leads, you want to make sure like you, those are your opportunities. So you want to make sure that you're kissing all the frogs. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's like kind of like if you go into a retail store, right? Like you go into some retail stores and like the associate or the salesperson or whoever is like very attentive and gets to you right away when they even see that you're having a problem. Um, or you go to other stores that are crowded and like the associates are hiding to, you know, stay away from everybody and like you have to schedule something weeks in advance if you want to talk to anybody right like that difference of experience i think is is quite large yeah it it is it definitely is and like i said it just depends on where you are in the cycle of your business and what your your needs are because on the flip side right like even no matter how early or late you are you are like it takes a lot of energy to do this like Mm -hmm. So on this, you know, staffing this role, like having a person that 90% of the time they're talking to a crappy person that isn't a good fit, they're going to burn out on that. Like they're going to, mm. they don't want to do that. I mean, we're talking about the great resignation stuff going on these days, but it's like, those are kind of some of the things like, what can you do to protect 
your people instead of like sifting for gold where there may not, you know, one out mm-hmm. of 20 might actually be legitimate. And that's why you put up qualifications, these different things. I mean, I think the great redeemer out of any of this is probably you know, self-service, right? So like if we're walking back, the ideal experience for you probably would have been like if they had some sort of automated self-service where you're answering some questions, um, filling out some capachas, doing some whatever stuff, like you'd probably feel better about that. And it's like, hey, we just want to qualify you. And they're upfront. Like we're going to qualify you to make sure you're not going to be abusing this service. And maybe the first tier we kind of rate limited a bit or we do this where it's like, okay, like I get that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you wouldn't have had to talk to a salesperson. I don't know what the service is, but if they had all of these things, they'd have to obviously apply some engineering effort to make it. That's probably the best case, like the best scenario where you're self-servicing, you're they're getting their qualification or at least putting some speed bumps in place so that you're mm-hmm. not going to turn into a problem for them because that's probably half of that is they're just protecting themselves. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think like self-service would have really been uh, an advantage in that situation. Yeah. So. Well, do you have any uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? No, I mean, none of this stuff is easy. And I, I think this was a fun conversation seeing it from your, because obviously you're a little heated from your experience a bit, but but also <laughs> just there's, there's you know, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, there's a lot of a lot of things that have to go on. And like you said, it could be a competitive advantage um, to be like, to be willing to talk and do anything. Um, but like you said, I think the better ideal experience for everything is going towards this at least product-led pieces or where can the automation that makes sense and feels right to the end user as well that doesn't mm-hmm. make you feel like you did a lot of work because nothing's worse than like putting all of this in and then they're like <laughs> rejecting you or, you know, whatnot. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for chatting about this. It was really helpful to hear your insights. All right. Talk to you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share with a friend. We're new to this podcasting thing, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. Tweet us at Searching for SAS on Twitter. That's searching the number four SAS. Or send an email to searchingforsass at gmail.com. See you next week.